What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 9th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Should be a very nice edition if you catch my drift. Uh, so yeah, not much going on today. Um, we got a basketball game, maybe. Um, maybe the, the season finale here. Uh, we'll talk about that for a little bit. We have started a very early mock draft with the Roto World crew and a couple others. Just a 10-man, 9-cat. So I want to talk about that. We've kind of hinted at some things and what that means. And also, uh, news today that they're going to do a three-on-three in Tokyo for 2020. So I want to talk about some international flavor, what the U.S. would do, who may be good uh, in a three-on-three. It should be kind of fun. Uh, So let's start with that. Um, I was looking, okay, so like Team USA, they obviously have a million options. You'd think you'd want a shooter and a point guard, so I would probably put Curry on there. Kawhi has to be on there. And then, you know, you could go big man. I think Draymond would actually be pretty good in a three-on-three because he he just covers so many positions. Uh, Obviously, he can get some height, but yeah, I think that's probably who I would go with. Um, LeBron's going to be a little older, probably wouldn't want to do it anyways. KD also a little bit older. But you can't go wrong with you can't cook, uh, all Warriors three on three would be would be good um, with with Kawhi in there. Uh, you could even just go uh, KD if, as, as your your number three man. So uh, a lot of ways to go. KD's defense has been a lot better this year. Um, but I also I wanted to focus more on international uh, just because it's fascinating to me how really how many global players there are. Um, and it's weird that Argentina, you know, the golden era that they, they were a good. They just were really good in the early 2000s and coming into the late 2000s. And now they, they've they lost a lot. I mean, the Andres Nocioni's of the world, the Carlos Delfinos, Manu, obviously. Now they have, now probably their most famous guy is Patricio Garino, who is the guy who, if you remember the magic, when they took that shot of him signing, they had their board in the background where it said Sarge was the tar- target. Um, Aaron Gordon possibly getting traded and listed all their players as one of the biggest screw-ups uh, I mean, ever. I mean, to, to take a picture of your board like that was so bad. And yeah, I mean, Bersinio, we saw him do some work for the Mavs late in the season. So Argentina kind of fell off. Uh, I think Australia will be fun. And that's because Ben Simmons, uh, he, he seems like he'd be an awesome 3-on-3 player. Ingles as well could guard multiple positions. Uh, could go Patty Mills or Del Vadova. That'll be kind of fun. Uh, Cameroon's actually interesting. Uh, Embiid, obviously, would, would be the man. Uh, Pascal Siakam as well, not great, but Embiid would just carry them. And you could even throw Bamute in there. Uh, okay, so I think probably my favorite team would have to be Serbia. Uh, it's because of two players, easily. Um, Nikola Jokic in a 3-on-3 could handle the ball. Has some size. His defense isn't great, but who cares? Uh, Milos Teodokic, uh, he's been one of the most fun players in the Olympics, maybe ever. I mean, just such creativity. Those two passing, would it would just be must-see TV. And then, obviously, you got to have the man in the middle, Boban, baby. Uh, that would be just, uh, I would love to watch that team play. They'd all be kind of in their prime. Teodokic would be a little bit older. But that would be a great one. Uh, France is another team that is kind of fascinating to me for, again, this team has been great for so long, but Parker wouldn't be a million years old in 2020. Batum would be on the backside of his career. 
Fournier is probably the chalky pick. Besides Gobert would be the obvious one. But there's a couple other young players. that, And Nando DeColo has also been really good to international Spurs fans. Uh, and also Raptors fans may remember him. Um, but they have two young players that haven't made it to the NBA yet that I'm kind of obsessed with. One is the Dancing Bear, Gerson Yabuselli. Kind of the Draymond-esque player. A little bit shorter. Got a great wingspan. Can protect the paint. Uh, it's developed the three-pointer, so he's going to be really fun. And then Jonas and I talked about the other guy. That's Frank Nilakita. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. Uh, crazy wingspan for a point guard. He's going to be. He's kind of like this year's Dante Exum, where we really don't know much about him. We know a little bit more about him than we did about Exum. Exum we knew next to nothing about when he came out. It turns out we should have. So we'll see if that affects Frankie. But yeah, I mean. Dancing Bear, Frank, and Gobert. That'd be fun, man, to go uh, three-on-three. Croatia would be killer. Uh, The homie Dario, Zubats, Mario Hazonia. That'd be all-time fun. Dragon Bender maybe good in 2020. So really, any of those four would be a real treat. Um, Bohan Bogdanovic also would be in the mix there. A couple other, obviously, Greece would put in Giannis. I mean, he he he's got to be top five for a three on three, right? Just because he's so rangy, uh, and you know he doesn't have a jumper yet, really. But yeah, he's he would be killer in three on three, man. Uh, Spain, obviously, Rubio, one of the Hernan Gomez boys, uh, Serge possibly, Marcus Saul still got some legs life left. Latvia with Porzingis and Davis Bertans, uh, a lot, a lot of places to go there. Lithuania, Valachunas, and Kuzminskis. That'd be fun. Uh, Zipster and Schroeder for Germany. Canada also would be great. Uh, in 2020, Jamal Murray, maybe a baller. Uh, Wiggins and Tristan, that's a pretty good little trio right there. So It's cool, man. I, I love how many international players there are in the NBA right now. Which leads me to... Let's talk draft first. Uh, this mock draft we got going. We're, it's really slow. We are in the middle of the fourth round, and I guess we could just go by it, go through it pick by pick. Uh, the first pick, pretty chalky, was was James Harden. Um, you guys, if you listen to the podcast, I don't have James Harden one or two, and the guy I have at number two, I got it number four. Um, so yeah, but Harden, and this is nine cat, ten team, pretty standard rosters, so I won't get into that. But yeah, I mean, Harden, there's a little bit talk of him getting rest next season, and we saw him really run out of gas, so that's probably why I've bumped him down to like in that 3-4 range, but can't go wrong. I mean, the guy was the, really the, the fantasy, you could say he was the fantasy MVP, um, him and Westbrook as well, if you don't care about turnovers, Harden, a little bit more efficient, obviously, better threes numbers, so he was great. Uh, Jared. Uh, he went with KD at two, which I was mildly surprised with. But again, we saw KD. He was the number one player in fantasy before he went down with injury. He still had the number one uh, play uh, per game average. So it's Kevin Durant, and we're seeing that right now. This guy's killer. Ryan had the third pick, and he got very lucky to get Carl Anthony Towns, uh, who is, again, my number one player. And that has, based on this how this draft has been going... That's kind of been solidified for me. I mean, the big men have really come off the board. I'm finding this out kind of quickly. Uh, so Cat, again, 82 games, 82 games, percentages. His assists are going to be up. The defense should be up. 
he's he's going to be like 27 and 13. <laughs> the guys, from what, January on, he was number one. So, Levine's going to be out for a little bit. I don't really see them drafting someone that's going to influence him. We saw them go high post more often with Thibodeau going to cap more. So, it's just set up for him to be so, so good. And he's still so, so young. And I say this all the time. He had a raw kind of tag on him. And, no. Um, you, the, you saw his first summer league game before his NBA career even started. And you're like, dude, this guy's not raw. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, I had the fourth pick. And I was quite pleased to get Giannis. Um, you know, Giannis is basically like a Harden, but with more defense and less scoring. Um, and no threes, obviously. We'll see if he can extend those three-pointers out. Hopefully, His free throws have gone up, too. So that was the thing that we were kind of watching. And he did kind of come around there um, to improve his free throw shooting. So Giannis is, for me, a guy he's going to be better next year, which is hard to believe. Um, he looks like he has most improved player in the bag. So, yeah, Giannis, for me, it was, I was really happy with that. This is where I think that's kind of the firm four. Uh, and Durant and Westbrook. You can kind of you can go mixed bag on Durant. So Matt Strope had a, a tough pick at five. He went Stephen Curry. Can't fault him. Curry, I think, was number one total value last year. Um, been really durable since the Dorito ankles days. Again, we're seeing him play great ball. KD and Curry can clearly coexist. Uh, Clay is sacrificing. Clay hasn't been picked yet, by the way. He'll be coming off the board soon. Again, we are four picks in for the fourth round for a ten team. Uh, I, the Welch from the In This League podcast, he picked six, and he got Russell Westbrook. Pretty much standard move. Um, I mean, it's Westbrook. You just eat the turnovers, and you try to fight that uphill battle with field goal percentage. It's really tough to do that, but that's fine. You know, just lose those two categories. It's, we did head-to-head style, so it's okay to punt if, if push comes to shove, which I may have to do, actually, because uh, I need a big man. <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll go through the first round a little bit more detail. Tommy Beer, uh, he picked seventh. He went Anthony Davis again. Fair pick. Uh, really, not much to do. Like we said, the most misleading seventy-five game season of all time with what his fourteen locker room trips or something like that. Um, but he is what he is, man. A guy is just a, a superstar. We saw him. Really coexist with Boogie Cousins. Uh, usage rate stayed high. Really, just everyone else suffered while those two guys were pushing 30 usage rate. Um, AD, his, all his stats were good. His blocks weren't really hurt too much. A little downtick, but he's fine. Uh, Kawhi was an easy pick for Jonas at 8. Um, it seems like the chalky move. Uh, yeah, there's the pop concern, but Kawhi is Kawhi. We saw this year after year. He's just... a one of those guys that's just made for fantasy. Great percentages. Scoring's up. His steals have been great. The blocks are there. Three-pointers are on the rise. He's always been good on low turnovers. So, yeah, Kawhi is a steal there. I mean, you could take him at five. You could take him at four, and I wouldn't even be mad. So, uh, good pick. Steve, I was surprised. He took our boy. He took Nikola Jokic, which is shaping up to be a good pick. Um, with, like, again, the... The main thing I took away so far from this is get your bigs, um, which is, again, why I have Cat so high. And maybe that could bump Davis up past Westbrook if you wanted to. Um, but, yeah, Jokic, man, guys, 
a stud. Percentages, money. We know the deal with him. Uh, Ethan had the back end at the turn. He went LeBron and Wall. Wall, man. Uh, another guy that was just great. Um, apparently, he was supposed to be out for back-to-backs until January, which is why I'll admit I was low on him. So he really surprised me. So he should go in that 10 to 15 range uh, if you need a point guard. I was a little surprised he went before Chris Paul. So that's who Steve took on the way back. I mean, Chris Paul is, again, kind of like Kawhi, a guy that just is is fantasy. Just shoots the ball well, decent turnovers, high assists, decent rebounding for a point guard, steals. He's just, he's amazing. And he's, I don't know if Ethan had to ask him if he picked him over CP because he's worried about the Spurs factor, which is a real concern. So I think if CP does move, that would hurt him. But if he stays, he's golden. And he's been a little bit more healthier than he was earlier in his career. Obviously this year he got dinged up a little bit, but kind of a fluky thing. Jonas had another no-brainer pick uh, with Jimmy Butler. Just take the best player. Usually you don't want to go wing-wing in in your draft because you're going to have to find a point guard later and a big man later, so it's a little tricky. But again, uh, I'm a firm believer in take the best player and figure it out later. So yeah, two best players there. Tommy went Paul George, pretty much standard. Um, I think if he gets traded to LA, he's still going to be fine. Um, the Welch, he went with Rudy Gobert. thought that was a great pick. Um, I was really hoping he would fall to me. Um, I have Gobert pretty high. I have him, I think, at like 11 or 12. Um, again, partially because of the, the big men struggle that you may have to fight later on in the draft. Um, another big off the board, DeMarcus Cousins. I thought that was a little too soon. Uh, his threes were really high with the Pelicans, so maybe I'm wrong there. But um, I'm still not totally sold that he and AD are both going to be complete studs. And we saw Cousins kind of have turnover woes, shooting woes. The defense hasn't been great as far as producing defensive stats. I was pretty happy to get Damian Lillard where I did. Um, guy is super, super durable. Um, he's had a couple injuries here and there, but those first few seasons he was just rock solid. Um, great second half, too. Uh, he clearly coexists well with Nurkic. We saw his numbers come way up after the break, so Dame looked pretty good. Ryan went with Kyrie Irving, which I was a little surprised with. Um, again, can't fault it. Uh, point guard, take him there. Um, solid. Draymond Green, standard pick at the end of the second round. Nothing really to analyze there. Bogman went Miles Turner, which is fine. Uh, again, big man, you're going to need to take him. So I thought Miles Turner was the best big man on the board. He was a little quiet in the second half. But again, also, the Paul George trade rumors could potentially help Turner. So real high upside. Bogman picked again in the third. He went Isaiah Thomas. Which is interesting because this morning, this pick was made a couple days ago. Um, But now the Gordon Hayward thing is kind of picking up steam with Miami possibly in the mix. So that makes, you know, we're doing this draft before free agency. So there's a lot of question marks. you got to kind of mitigate your risk, figure out where the risk is. uh, If a player winds up on a different team, who that's going to affect. So we haven't seen guys like Jay Crowder. Al Horford slipped. Isaiah slipped. Isaiah was a first-rounder last year, and he's in the third round in this draft. Ten-team, though. So, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Jared got a big man in Hassan Whiteside. That looks like a pretty solid pick. Again, with the big men really falling off there. Uh, Ryan got Kyle Lowry. Again, another guy in free agency. But Lowry, besides that kind of freak injuries he's had with the elbow, 
and the hand thing last year, sprained ankle in the playoffs. He's been pretty good. Um, but again, this is it's kind of a trend that Lowry gets hurt late in the season. So it's a little concerning. He's a first-round ta- kind of a talent, uh, especially with three-point shooting. But he does have some trends uh, to get hurt. And one guy who had a big bounce back, that's who I took. I took Mike Conley. I didn't want to take the plunge. I was considering Chris Stapps. I was considering Embiid. I was considering CJ McCollum, all who basically went right in order after. But I love what I saw in Mike Conley in the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to play faster next year. I think Chandler Parsons coming back should help Conley get some easier shots. Uh, just shot the ball really well. Steel should be there. Just a great bounce back season. And the, the comments from Fizdale really sold me on him. Strope grabbing Chris Stapps. Um, big upside. Probably the biggest upside left on the board, especially with the Mellow Trade rumors. Joel Embiid, the process. Coming off the board, middle of the third round. And we said this in a previous pod. If you want Embiid, you're going to have to take him third or fourth. And I know I, I considered him. I know Jonas right behind was considering him. I know Steve was considering him. So, you know, right around pick 28-29, that's probably when he's going to have to go. Is he worth it? That depends. Um, I think the deeper your league, the more likely it is because you have to gamble. So my rationale is like, okay, it's a 10-team league. I really don't want to invest this much risk this early. So that's why I went with Conley. Um, but yeah, considering how the big men have flown off the board, I'm kind of regretting it. And I would love to have Giannis and Joel Embiid on the same fantasy team. That would be the coolest. Um, Gordon Hayward went to Tommy, who again now with with the trade rumors, I don't know if I would take him. And this was this pick was last night, so he didn't take he didn't know about the new Stein report. But there's a good chance he goes to Boston. He's kind of a uh, player that could sustain. So I thought Hayward was was solid. Uh, Jonas again kind of had his pick made for him for the for the third time. Uh, CJ McCollum just seems like he was clearly the best player available. Um, again. He's got all wings. Yes, CJ will be point guard eligible in Yahoo. But not having a high assist guy. Butler's going to... They're all you know, kind of nickel and dime in your way to assist. And that's fine. Um, it's not like he got just pure high scoring guys. He got guys that really do a little of everything. Um, CJ super efficient last year. Jimmy also true shooting way up. Kawhi, one of the most incredible true shooting postseasons of all time. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, Steve took an interesting guy. He took Otto Porter, who was incredible for the first 65 games of the season, um, was the steal of the draft. He did tail off a little late, but still, to get him there, um, that's a fine, fine pick. Um, Just Mr. Consistent. He's going to be a free agent, so there's a little risk there. I mean, he was kind of in a perfect spot with Wall getting the open threes. So if you have Porter, you're kind of rooting for him to stay. Um, and I actually would have taken a different wizard there in that spot. Uh, Ethan, he went bigless in the first turn. And he went double big here with Al Horford and Brooke Lopez. Solid. Um, I mean, I thought they're two of the top five bigs available. Uh, he knows that the next time he picks again, bigs are going to be gone. Uh, so I thought that made sense to go big, big. Uh, Steve got kind of a steal with Kemba in the fourth round, 10-team ten, ten league. That's a good pick. Yeah, injured at the end of the season, but he's fine. I don't, I'm not worried about the surgery. Kevin Love, we'll see what happens with him. Um, some trade speculation, but Jonas needed a big man, went with him. And then Tommy has the last pick as of right now with Bradley Beal, who I, I honestly almost took Bradley Beal in the third round. 
I love Bradley Beal. Really strong finish. I'm not worried about the fibula injury anymore. So I thought Bradley Beal was kind of killer. <sighs> All right, so that's where we're at right now. Um, I've, I'm picking in three picks. I don't want to tip my picks here, but I'm, I need to go big man. Marcus Saul's still on the board. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make it to me, but I may go grizzly grizzly um, and maybe pick up J. Mike later. J. Mike's going to get paid this summer, by the way. Um, so yeah, again, the, the big takeaway I have from this is get a big. Um, we used to think that point guards kind of dry up, but yeah, they're dipping, man. I mean, when you're seeing Joel Embiid going off the board that early, and it wasn't a bad pick, like we said, just it's a risky pick. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have bigs. Um, Jared went all big. Jared has Durant. Draymond and Whiteside, so he's he could go small the rest of the way, really. Uh, I, on the other hand, I'm kind of my team's kind of small. I have Giannis, Dame, and Conley, so I'm probably gonna punt rebounds um, and just try to pick up guys who can add a block per game because uh, Giannis is gonna be like top seven or eight in blocks, anyways. Um, so yeah, cool. So I mean, I don't know what to talk about for game four. Uh, I'll, I'll say game three. I thought the Cavs played great for three quarters. They had them kind of right where they wanted them. And if not for that KD shot, that pull-up three, oh, man, right in LeBron's eye. One of the coldest shots of all time, man, to, to hit that shot. It basically sealed his finals. He could go 0 for 50 um, tonight, and he would still be, or for the rest of the series, as long as the Warriors win. He was the best player, really, for the first three games, respect to Curry, though. Curry also played really, really well. So... Yeah, we'll get out of here on that. Um, not much else going on, so yeah, just enjoy the game. Hopefully the, the Cavs can get this one. I, I don't want the season to end. I want a little bit more basketball, but we'll have the draft. We'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, always send me your questions. I'm always looking for stuff to talk about, so it was cool to have the three-on-three there today. So you guys take care. Enjoy your weekend, and I guess go Cavs. <laughs>